0: Welcome to New Hope Underground. That's right, you're back with us. It's good to have you back. We uh, have an exciting episode. We always have. We always have a good episode. What am I talking about? We always have a good episode, and uh, we've been really focusing on trying to get to know some people better in our church here at New Hope, and and uh, hear some testimonies. That we love to hear testimonies as to what Jesus is doing in the lives of individuals and families. And so today, uh, our new co-host, my wife, Sharla, is going to be interviewing uh, and talking to uh, Sue Schuler. And Sue's been here at New Hope for quite some time, and just and she's uh, always been, her and her family, always been real, real involved here at New Hope, uh, uh, doing the work of the Lord. So we're just excited to have her on the show. So here it is, with no more delay, uh, Sue Schuler.
1: Well, welcome to the Spotlight. Today we have with us Sue Shuler, and uh, Sue is a longtime member at New Hope. Sue, would you mind uh, introducing yourself and maybe telling a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, I have been coming to New Hope for about 22 years. We came in 2000, and at that point, we had Uh, for young kids. Our oldest boys were teens and that's actually what drew us here. Uh, The youth ministry was phenomenal and it was just really a place where our older boys could plug in and then our little girls were just in the infant and toddler age and so New Hope has been home for quite a while. So we have two boys and two girls and, excuse me, my husband Jerry and Since our time at New Hope, we've just plugged in in various different ways.
1: Now, Sue, you have an interesting history because not only have you been a a member forever, you were also at one time a staff person, correct? That's correct. For a while, I helped lead the small group ministry,
2: and that was pretty early on in small groups, and uh, I did that for quite a while, well... For a few years, I did that, and uh actually kind of did that with Tyler for a little while, and then went back into my nursing job so uh, left staff at that point to go back into a, a nursing job that opened up at the hospital, but um, was on staff for a few years and oh. I don't remember the
1: years right now that's that's an interesting, um, like transition that you can make as being a volunteer, or just being a, a parent to a volunteer, to a staff member, then to be able to transfer, trans like transition back into just being a, a member slash volunteer again. Now you've worked in several different age group ministries, haven't you? Yes,
2: um, I started out with what was called power team at the time. And that was second through fourth grade. Did that for quite a few years. Then switched to the adult small group ministry. I did greeting for a while and was at the doors. And then switched to fifth and sixth grade ministry. Actually, by that time, my son was uh, married and with Seth we kind of did fifth and sixth grade together for a while and then did uh, a little bit of a break and now I'm with fourth and fifth grade ministry. It seems like I
1: always end up back with children's ministry. Well, you are a natural teacher and that's actually how I met you first was helping with fifth and sixth grade in, in Seth's class. So that was that was a super fun time. It was fun. That age group is fun and it was a good group to work together and it was just a a great time. Um, today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Um, I've had the opportunity over the years to get to know you better and better. And one time when I was with you, you had the opportunity to share your, your story of how you came to Christ. And I just thought that your story was just so relatable and so um, touching and moving that I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing that today. You can get as detailed or keep it as simple as you'd like, but your story is a tearjerker. Okay. (laughs) Well,
2: I grew up in a home where from the earliest time that I can remember, we were taught about God. I just always knew that there was a God. From the time we were tiny, we were taken to church, and there was prayer before meals. There was Uh, just a a godly upbringing. But where my story was a little different is that my parents were of different faiths. And my dad was Catholic. My mom was Baptist. And they were married in the late 50s. And at that time, my mom had to agree that any children in the future would be raised Catholic. And so that's how it was. All of us kids went to church with dad, and then mom would go off to a a different church. And that was just normal. But as I started to get older, probably around junior high age, then I started to have these questions of, why doesn't mom go to our church? Or what's the difference between where mom goes and where we go? and I would ask mom about it, and she would explain some of the the basic differences between what she uh, believed at her church, and she would encourage me to just start looking at the Bible, and I did that, but it was pretty hodgepodge.
1: I would just read a little bit here and a little bit there, and how old were you when you first started, like, really noticing that? difference
2: probably around 10 Mm. to 12 ish probably around that junior high age Mm -hmm. and I then after a lot of just questioning I asked if I could go to mom's church if I could visit and dad was okay with it he was reluctant but as long as I would go to mass then I could also then go to church with mom And so that's what we did for a while. And that is when things really began to change for me. When I went to church with mom, it was as though the things that I had heard about and had been exposed to from the time that I was really little somehow took on a whole new dimension and when the pastor would preach his sermons, it just seemed more personal. And we did that for a period of time until eventually, I was probably around 15 at the time, I went to church with mom on a Easter Sunday, and the pastor just gave the very most basic gospel message about what Jesus did for us Mm. on the cross. And I I can say that that was the day Mm. that I knew when he talked about that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, it hit me that it was my sin. Mm. It was personal that day. And I had always been a pretty good kid. You know, I had not gotten into trouble. There mm-hmm. was no big rebellion. And I thought of myself as a, a good kid. And yet I know that I mm-hmm. had sinned. Mm-hmm. And that day, <clears throat> as the preacher gave, you know, the plan of salvation, and he gave the invitation to come forward, I was standing there and I knew I knew that God was tugging on my heart, that I needed to confess my sin and invite him in. And I remember mom was standing next to me, and she could just see fighting back the tears. And she just kind of put her arms around me, and she actually went with me up to the altar. And at that point, I gave my life to Christ.
1: And everything changed.
2: Yes, everything changed. It was personal. Mm -hmm. It was real. It's when I went from head knowledge Mm
1: -hmm.
2: to heart knowledge. And I know I've heard that before people say it, but I experienced it. Mm -hmm. I knew, I knew that my sins were forgiven. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was a child of God. I had this assurance, and at that point, everything changed. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I still had to continue going to church with Dad first Mm -hmm. to Mass, and then I would go to church with Mom. But when I went with Mom is when I just really felt like I was Growing Mm -hmm. and learning, and got really exposed to scripture and uh, Sunday school class, and Mm -hmm. those sort of things. And we did that through high school. I I would continue to go to both services. It's a busy day. Yeah, it was. (laughs) And luckily, all the times worked out
1: that I could do both. And uh, so that's kind of how things started okay when this transition happened when you came to know jesus in a really personal way how did did you talk to your dad about that or did you just kind of keep it quiet for a while i'm curious about that at first it was more quiet Mm -hmm. something you and your mom shared
2: right Mm -hmm. but as i then graduated from high school Mm -hmm. and went to college when I got to college, I would no longer go to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I found a a church there in the city where I went to college and got involved with the youth group. And then when I would come home on a weekend, we would continue the same trend. Mm-hmm. Go to church with dad, <clears throat> excuse me, and then go to church with mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I got to a point around my sophomore year of college where I strongly felt that no more did I want to attend Mm -hmm. the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. that I wanted to make the transition. And that's when things got really difficult for Dad. Uh Uh, Dad has his... Dad and his entire family have been Catholic for years. Mm-hmm. And when I told him that I no longer wanted to go to his church with him, that I, that I was making the transition, it was really, really, really hard. I, bet. I have rarely seen my dad cry. Mm. And he had big tears.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He told me, that he felt like I was pulling out mm. a part of his heart. Yeah. Dad told me that he would never condone anything I did mm. that wasn't in the Catholic Church. Mm. He he told me that if I got married, he would not be present if it wasn't at the Catholic Church. And it was, it was really really hard. And yet, Sharla, I had this peace. Mm -hmm. I knew that God was leading me Mm -hmm. to make that step. Mm -hmm. And even though it was hard, I had this peace about it. Mm -hmm. And then there started to be trickle down in the family with it. Mm -hmm. Because when grandpa and grandma knew I was home or aunts and uncles knew I was home. I wasn't at mass anymore. And oh. everybody went to the same little Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And so me not being there was very obvious. It's you not shook like it all a big up. Didn't of- you? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it was making ripples and, uh, people were
1: noticing my mm. absence and so what was when while this was going on knowing that your dad had told you those things what was your relationship with him like outside of that I mean was he could you feel a difference in your relationship or not really
2: not really okay I knew that dad loved me oh good and there was there was really not problems with that it wasn't like there was eggshells that sort of thing but we did very much avoid any discussion of church right. or faith. Uh, we just steered clear of that. But on a regular, everyday basis, things seemed pretty, pretty okay Good. between Dad
1: and I. Good. Okay, so your family's feeling the trickle down now. So then what happened? Well, at one point, I got a call.
2: Uh, my grandpa said he wanted to see me. And I went to my grandpa's house. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was grandpa and grandma. And a couple of my dad's siblings had never married. And they still lived at home too. And I remember going to grandma and grandpa's. It was summertime. And we were seated outside. Everyone was in lawn chairs. And uh, grandpa... Basically, said, Why aren't you coming to to church anymore? Mm. And I told him that I was going to church, Mm. but it wasn't the the Catholic church. Mm. And it got really, really awkward. And Grandpa basically said that I was no longer welcome. Oh. to come to their house, to take part in things that I was basically what I would almost think of like the Amish, how they would shun. Mm-hmm. I was mm. no longer welcome and until I was back in the Catholic Church. Mm. And then Grandpa just got up and walked into the house, and Grandma got up and followed him. Mm. And the ants got up and followed him. Mm. And it was, I, I couldn't hardly believe what was happening. That's it kind was, of surreal. Yes. It, it was like, I was, I was just sitting there stunned. It, what? Because I'm not going to go to mass on Sunday, I can't come to their house anymore. And they're like, I'm still Sue. I'm still me. Yes. Mm. It was, it was unbelievable. I just, I could not believe that mm. really. It, it, it was hard. There were tears. Oh, I <clears> that, And as I got home, uh, mom was there and she was like, well, what did want what did grandpa, you know, want? And of course I told mom what happened and Mom, Mama Bear came out there. You know, it was like, <laughs> well, if you're not welcome, then I'm not going either. Right. Well, that would be
1: consistent. Yes. So, mm.
2: <clears throat> and then there started to be some strain with Mom and Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think before there was always some level of tension there, sure. but this was really, really bringing it to a head. Mm-hmm. And it was awkward because my dad farmed mm-hmm. with Grandpa, and you know I'm sure there were there were struggles there and and I don't know that I could even fully understand it mm-hmm. as a teen as now, when I look back mm-hmm. as an adult, how all of those things were working together, but it it got really it got tense mm-hmm. uh, and there was just A period where I couldn't go to grandma and grandpa's. Mm. And it, it was hard. It really was. And yet, I can say, I never had any inkling of turning back. Mm. I knew, I knew that I knew that God was calling me to to uh, that other direction, mm-hmm. that the Catholic Church was not where I belonged, mm-hmm. and so fast forward, I finish up my years of college, and my senior year of college, I meet Jerry. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we make plans for uh, getting married mm-hmm. uh, the summer after we graduated, and so now here comes the mm. the test. Yeah, you know, it's. Wedding time, is dad going to walk me down the aisle? Right. And how all of that's going to go. And I'm happy to tell you that my dad did come to my wedding. And he walked me down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much of it mom was saying, you'll do this.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But he did. Mm -hmm. And in these years... I'm sorry.
1: Nope, don't apologize. This is.
2: In the years since then, Mm -hmm. our kids have been baptized, Mm -hmm. and my dad has come to see their baptisms. Mm. My dad has come when there have been special things at church, Mm -hmm. my dad has been there. And I know that was hard for him Mm -hmm. to come to a non-Catholic service, but he did.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And after a period of time, now my grandparents didn't come to the wedding. Mm -hmm. Aunts and uncles didn't come to the wedding. They would not come to something that was not in the Catholic Church. They just, they couldn't condone it. Right, right. But after a period of time, there was a day when Grandpa wanted to see me, Mm -hmm. and I went back, Mm -hmm. and Grandpa just said, I forgive you. He was forgiving me for not going to the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. which obviously I felt that (laughs) there was no need for, that I had not done anything that needed forgiven. Mm -hmm. But I know that for my grandpa, Mm -hmm. who was a very stoic, very uh, controlling head of the family, for him to say, I'm welcome back, Mm -hmm. was also a huge, huge step. And so I then went back at Christmas times when there were family gatherings and could go back to grandma and grandpa's right. house. And there, there was, you know, it did affect that relationship, but it ended up being restored, I, I think, the best that it could with grandpa's, you know, strong, strong right. feelings. Right. So it ended up those relationships worked out. But there was there was hard times in oh, there. I bet. There yeah. really was hard times. But yet such a peace of knowing, even amongst that, that I knew that I was doing what God was calling me to do. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the story in a nutshell.
1: And it is, I would say, probably not typical of a lot of people. I think... Uh, It shows the generational um, kind of the strength in their faith and what it meant to them and their upbringing. And it also shows the tenacity to hang on to that no matter what. And um, also it shows how, your story shows how really your moment of coming to Christ, your mom's quiet obedience and your coming to Christ Changed your whole entire family. It changed your whole family trajectory. I mean, look at your family today. To oh, know for that they sure. all walk with Jesus,
2: and also uh, my siblings. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I I am the oldest mm-hmm. of four. Okay, and now out of our four, n- none of them attend. The Catholic Church. Oh, wow. They all go to like a Mm non-denominational or Baptist uh, sort of those that are involved in church. Uh, So I think that I was maybe that first stepping Mm -hmm. stone that kind of gave them a little bit More ability to take that step. It was easier Mm -hmm. for them to take that after
1: that. Mm
2: -hmm. You were the trailblazer. Yeah, (laughs) I
1: guess. (laughs) So and it's just uh, so. I think the thing about it to me that is just so incredible is to see to know that your relationship with your parents now. Yes, it's. Can you share a little bit about what it's like now? Because I know you spend a lot of time with them.
2: Yes. I'm very close with my parents. Um, my dad is now 90, mm-hmm. and mom is 88, and they're starting to slow down, and uh, definitely seeing some dwindling of their uh, their strength. Mm-hmm. And but we're very very close. That's wonderful. we see each other weekly, if not multiple times in a week, and probably talk daily or every other day, and. Yeah, very much closeness there mm-hmm. all of those years of angst and animosity with the extended family that that's all gone uh, everything is with the aunts and uncles mm-hmm. it eventually returned to mm-hmm. a a comfortable interaction and
1: it's, it's it's a good story too of remembering to look forward and to not continually look back because it would be easy for someone to look back and be hurt and to hang on to that hurt instead of being thankful and being able to just move forward in your relationships with everyone and but seeing how Jesus just radically changed your whole family that's just really cool
2: it really is that's
1: it really, really cool. is well, thank you so much for sharing your story
0: wow that was a great interview with sue You know, we've got some other great interviews coming up. Stay tuned for New Hope Underground. Every other week, we throw a new new episode out there with some interviews of people here at New Hope Church. We've got an interview with one of our missionaries, actually, that we support. He's on the other side of the world. You're not going to want to miss that. That's coming up here really soon, the next episode. And then also, we have a second interview uh, with Char and Sue, uh, where they sit down and talk about parenting struggles, and victories of that, and you're not going to want to miss that. Also, uh, something that you need to know if you don't already know, we've got a fundraiser coming up. It's called Sturkey's Burger Bash, and uh, we named it after Tyler Sturkey, our lead pastor, but it's basically uh, a lunch that you can come to over at the 180 building right after our services here in Effingham uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on June 26th. Sunday, June 26th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and you just come in, and what it is is our Mission Indy. It's it's a missions team that we have. We have about 32 uh, people, uh, adults and kids, headed over to Indianapolis to work in the inner city, and they sure could use your help. Uh, This fundraiser, just the one that we do a year, this Burger Bash, uh, nearly, almost, usually pays for everyone uh, the rest of what they owe left to go on this trip. And it's just a fantastic opportunity, and we sure could use your help. So you're going to go to the restaurants anyway a lot of the times, you know, after church. This is a, you don't even, it's donations only. So you can pay whatever you want and come and eat some burgers, hot dogs, some uh, chips. We even make shakes. That's right, chocolate and vanilla shakes. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. So come over to the 180 building between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. after our services on June 26th. And that's uh, on 2720 North 3rd Street here in Effingham. And just uh, enjoy it. The kids serve you. uh, The team, Mission Indy team serves you. So it's just fantastic. And like I said, you can donate any sort of money you want to. So, you know, uh, it could be the cheapest meal you ever had. It could be the most expensive meal you ever had. It's up to you. (laughs) But uh, all those proceeds go to help the Mission Indy team. That's coming up June 26th. So please mark your calendar.